Welcome to Just Life, where we share our life experiences and lessons to make your life easier. We are on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves, and if you're trying to do the same, you're in the right place. Let's talk about life. Hey guys, welcome back to Just Life, where we talk about all aspects of life, mental health and personal development, and just all various topics that we all go through together. Today we have a huge topic that I think everyone can relate to, so I'm super excited. And I'm your co-host, Cicely. And I'm Lou, and this is a topic I talk about way too much. I think we all talk about way too much. I mean, social media is the new life for us in our generation. Well, it's weird. I literally just talked about this on my Instagram. Social media feels like a whole different world. Like, okay, there's real life where, you know, you go to work, you go to school, and you do these things. And then there's the world online, which is completely separate somehow in this weird way where you kind of have to adjust, where you can't say certain things or be a certain way, or you say certain things or be a certain way you would never be in person. So it does a good job of hiding people and their intentions or even making people's intentions be falsely, like, accused. Like, you could say one sentence online that can be misconstrued in five to ten different ways just because it's just words. And even if you do record it in a video form, people will just do that on purpose. Before we get any further, I just want to say I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I think there are definitely benefits, and when it's used right, it can be great to stay in contact with family, friends, kind of see what everyone's doing. But right now, I just think we are using it wrong, and there's so much hate that's online and problems online that they're not going to be fixed because they're not just social media problems, they're human problems just projected onto social media. What do you think? I think you're right as far as there are human problems, and the biggest one is just the easily spread of like hatred. Like social media is good for a lot of giving people gratitude and doing nice things for people, but an overwhelming majority of people use it to hate on people or to be negative, and it can be incredibly frustrating to deal with that because and I mean in real life people hate on you and you don't see it. Like people, people probably don't like you, Cicely, just for no reason. Mm-hmm. People probably don't like me for no reason, or they might have a reason, but it's not so direct in your face, or it's like you have to deal with it. When you post a video online or you say something that people might disagree with, you have to deal with it because it's just there. Like you can disable your comments or whatever, but people are going to find ways to talk about you. Yeah. And they're going to make sure you see it somehow. And I feel like people don't have a filter on social media because they're behind a screen. They're just like, oh, it's just on social media. It's not like I would actually say that in real life. Exactly. It's, it's this weird thing where it's like people love being a villain so much. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I was thinking about this the other day. People love villains in movies and TV shows. People want to be them. They want to emulate them, and social media gives them that chance. I think a lot of people project their insecurities onto other people, and they just are miserable because they don't love themselves or even respect themselves, and they just throw out their insecurities on other people. And social media is like the easiest way to do it because it's they have a screen to hide behind exactly that's that's so true and i guess the archetype that i think about is the person who posts inspirational quotes but has like the worst life or has just it's so ironic it it really is like they have the worst like morals and character but they post all the inspirational stuff it's like what are you really trying to say i know you in real life you aren't like this like you're just this person who is miserable Mm-hmm. And you don't actually encourage people, but you want to post these things and seem like this person who has this inspiration. I remember seeing a tweet probably back in 2017, and it was so ironic. It said, mean girls are ugly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's so hypocritical. Irony at its finest. It I, is. It's sad. But I think the biggest problem with it all is how – I mean – I don't think this is just a social media problem. This might just be a human problem, but how polarizing everything can be online. See, either you love something or you hate something. There can never be an in-between. And that drives me nuts because it's like sometimes you see people online and they make a good point. And you don't have to agree with everything they say, 
But the minute you support that person, it's like you're hated for that because this person might not have the best reputation or they might have said questionable things before. But I think the reality is every person on this planet has a questionable idea or something that doesn't make sense that they think. Like, we're not always right. And believe in somebody because they say something that is, like, correct all the time isn't the answer. You know, like, people are going to say things that don't make any sense. And that's okay. I say things that don't make sense all the time. Like, it is what it is. Nobody is perfect. And social media tries to portray that, like, you have this perfect life. All these pictures are absolutely perfect. No flaws filtered and edited it's insane because it's just creating this false reality and I've really struggled with this with social media I think most girls do it's a highlight reel and then you start comparing yourself to other people and then you just start feeling like about yourself it's crazy because I've seen girls actively like change pictures and like edit them just to look a certain way I have a story specifically, like, when I was in 11th grade, so this was, like, 2018, there was this girl, she was a freshman, and I guess she was interested in me or something, and my friend was like, oh, you should talk to her, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, so she sends me, like, her Facebook or something, and I look, I go through all her pictures, and they all are, like, edited, so, and me thinking, I'm like, oh, okay, she look good, like, I'm gonna talk to her, so lunch comes around, and I had been texting her throughout the day, I see her at lunch, and I'm like, wait, is that the same person? Like, and I asked my friend, she's like, yes, that's the same person. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like I got catfish. Like, and I felt bad because it's like she's not the only girl I've met that had done that at the time. Like, and, you know, it's, it's kind of is messed up because it's like, oh, it's like that's not really you. But, like, I get it. You're comparing yourself to all these other girls who you think are prettier than you. In reality, it's like y'all probably aren't even that far apart. It's just they know how to edit their pictures better than you do. Like, it's such a weird thing, and it just affects people, not just the person who does it, but also the people outside of them who views their pictures and their stories and their whole page because you've just given them, like, a false version of yourself, the version of yourself you want to be. And I really feel like it was at its worst. In probably, like, 2018, like, every picture had to be perfect or it just didn't go on Instagram. And I literally stopped mm. posting on Instagram. I didn't post for almost a year because I just didn't want to post anything i understand that i think for girls it's so much different because like beauty standards like mm. i mean an ugly dude can still pull a beautiful girl if you're funny enough but <laughs> if you're a girl who just kind of looks up hard even if you aren't even if you aren't ugly but if your pictures look ugly on social media you're automatically deemed as ugly and it's not fair i've met many girls who just don't really post online at all but they can still be they can be very beautiful girls, or they can be very good people. Mm -hmm. They can be somebody great to be around. It doesn't mean that their worth is less because their pictures decide, like their pictures aren't the best. You know, some people just aren't photogenic, and that's fine. But we kind of consume it and internalize it a lot. Social media doesn't show like your inside, like your heart. It only shows your physical features. It makes a whole different version of you. Like, mm -hmm. like I said, there's two different worlds, and there's two different versions of you: the one online and the one in person. I've been accused of being this overly serious, like, square. And it, it's kind of because of the stuff I post and what I talk about online. But then people meet me in person and are like, oh, I didn't know you would be so much fun. I'm like, well, you don't know me. Like, you just know, like, what I post all the time. Like, just because I'm, like, serious and I like to talk about certain things doesn't mean I'm always like that. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to judge someone just off of that. But also, I'm not naive. So I understand that people are going to do that anyway. And you have to be cognitive of that. And I think we all have used social media to, like, stalk someone or, like, try to get to know them by just looking at their feed. And you are only getting the highlight reel. You're only looking at their perfect moments in life. You can only tell so much about a picture. And I think Instagram has tried to become more real and more relaxed. But those pictures that people are trying to post to be relatable are still portrayed perfect. Like, you still have to think of the caption. You still have to, like, arrange, like, your, like, example, like, if you have breakfast in the morning, you're still going to arrange your food and your drink to look perfect. I think to an extent it might have even gotten worse because it's, like, girls will get, like, butt lifts now and things like that for social media. Like, 
there was this woman. She was 50 years old. She got, like, Brazilian butt lift and died. And she had a husband. She had, like, a family. She had these things. But she wanted it to, like, look good online and to look good to people that really didn't care much about her. And I think what social media has done is capitalized on, like, it's capitalized on, like, capitalism, I should say. Like, it's made it where you need to have these material things just to fit in or be like everyone else. Have you heard the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses? Yes. Well, now it's keeping up with the Kardashians <laughs> on Instagram. Why was that so perfect? Because <laughs> it's so true. Like, oh, Kylie just came out with a lip kit. Let me go buy it. Oh, Kim posted this picture. Let me post one that looks like hers. We're looking up to these people who have professional photographers, have money to throw away. Like, literally... We need to stop trying to be these, like, celebrities and just be authentic. What's wrong with being, like, normal? What's wrong with not having, like, an abundance of money or being the most beautiful or a big old butt? You see, like, first of all, if you're looking up to the Kardashians, you're looking at their butt, it's fake, okay? It's (laughs) fake, and it's okay. They can do what they want. They're famous, but you don't got to be like them. You're fine, you know? I'll say this. Everybody isn't going to be, like, beautiful. Everybody isn't going to be, like, have the best body. But that doesn't mean people won't accept you because of these things, you know? Like, I don't think I'm the most attractive-looking guy. But that doesn't mean that, oh, my God, nobody's ever going to love me. Or, you know? We're so hyperbolic about these things. And we just think that we must be, like, the perfect people to get the people we want. But when you show people you're human, it's it's such a sincere authentic thing that makes people like you more mm-hmm. the faker you are the less people like you and i mean in real life on social media of course being a poser and being inauthentic gets you all the likes and views you want but the minute you meet somebody imperfect and you're that same person they don't like you i think a lot of the people who post on social media are sad in real life like a s- smile you can fake a smile like for example the couples that post about their relationship every two seconds, like tens and twelves of paragraphs, like, oh, I love you, babe, so much, I'm so proud of you. Those are the worst relationships. Those are the ones that end, like, the worst ways because the breakup also becomes public. Mm -hmm. I guess I can't say all. There's probably, like, 2% that, like, actually are, like, amazing and we're not targeting you. But I would say, like, 98% of those couples that post a paragraph for their, like, one-week anniversary are probably the most toxic relationship. Ever. No, this, that's facts. Because, I mean, it's all about attention. And I have to tell my sister this all the time. I tell her because she likes to post pictures being, like, um, provocative. And I tell her, you think that this attention is good for you and it's, like, it's stroking your ego, but you're attracting the wrong kinds of attention. You don't even understand that. Of course, guys are going to, like, salivate over you, and you're going to get more likes when you show off your body parts and you're more out there and you're talking a certain way. But are those the people you want attention from in reality? As humans, we have this urge to be seen. Like, we all want to be seen, be heard, and we will go those extra lengths to get there. And as a woman, like, I've definitely seen how posting bikini pictures versus just a picture with my boyfriend there there is such a difference and the attention from it is different because I just I don't even want to post bikini pictures anymore because I'll get some weird 60 year old man being like oh hey babe like I don't want that attention I want to post because like I'm confident and I think body confidence is so important but if you just look at my Instagram I'll get like 400 likes on a bikini picture, but I post a picture with my boyfriend, I get like 100. It's a massive difference, and it's because like dudes who aren't going to like the picture with your boyfriend, they could care less about your boyfriend. They care about you, how your body look. You become much more of an object online, and that's for women and men to an extent. Mm-hmm. If, a, if a man posts that he ha- like has a lot of money or his car, he's going to get more likes. If you post a picture, my example is if I posted a basketball picture, it would get way more likes than if I just posted a regular picture of me because of what I was doing and the status that comes with it. So it goes both ways in a weird, different kind of way, but I can understand that because I've had, I had a friend specifically, like now she's really big on IG, but this is like 10th grade. She would get like 100 likes every picture she posted. She would always post her face, there'd be girls in the comments, oh my God, you're so beautiful, you know? 100 likes, all the girls loved her. She posted a bikini pic one day 
she got like a thousand likes and it's all kinds of like creepy dudes like in the comments in her inbox like she I don't know if she deleted the picture or not but it messed her up a great deal just because of like the crazy amount of attention and of course you know the guys they're weird and I'm not blaming her for that but what I'm saying is that it makes me question like what should we post and what shouldn't we post like should we post these things that are more provocative and or like show our status because that makes you a target in a way it's like walking through a bad neighborhood <laughs> with a wallet full of money out and telling everybody like oh i got a thousand dollars like that's kind of what it is like when you post a bikini pic or when you post your car or when you post a picture of money you're telling someone you ha- like i have something and i'm willing to give it away and i think getting those likes and that satisfaction from those pictures kind of plays a role in our identity like we question ourselves like oh people like me more when I'm like that so I should be like that more when you should just be yourself and not care about the likes which shout out to Instagram for getting rid of the likes you can hide your likes now that saved Instagram for me I think it was a good move but there are those people who just obsess over it regardless it's just like how many likes I get and if it doesn't get enough likes I need to delete it It's interesting in a way because I think what social media has done is uncovered like human nature to a point where you see it directly in your face instead of it being so hidden, where you see the nature of, I mean, men, women, children, like how so much attention can affect the person and why we probably shouldn't idolize people. I think that's huge on social media because when we are commenting and liking every single picture of this influencer, we're idolizing them, if you want to admit it or not. And back to the deleting a picture on Instagram, I've done it before. Like, oh, this picture doesn't have enough likes. I only got 10 likes in 20 minutes, and I usually have 30. Delete. Or I've even deleted the whole app because I just couldn't stand it anymore. I was dealing with a lot of body issues, like insecurity issues about my body after my surgery because... I had no muscle, I wasn't allowed to work out, and I would go online and I would see these girls working out and have abs, and I'm just like, I started to hate myself. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I honestly experienced anxiety and depression. Man, that's kind of where my whole problem with mental health kind of came from that. Not just that, but like the the effects of it. So I can can understand that. Man, I remember being a senior high school not having a single offer in basketball and seeing everyone get an offer, everybody say where they're going to school, and I'm just, I have nothing. And it just made me obsess over it so much where it was like, wow, it became part of my identity. And this is kind of different in a way because this has something to do with being an athlete too. But it's just like it made me just feel so bad that I might not play in college. Like it made me feel way worse about myself, and it affected my whole confidence. Like, wow, I have no offers. Like, nobody wants me to go to their school. Like, wow, like, I must suck. And that that made me think I sucked as a person. Like, comparing myself to people who had these things that I didn't have. Now, looking back, like, being an athlete means, like, so little. And people worship these athletes and celebrities when they are human. Like, you have to remember, they are not perfect. They make mistakes. They are just like you. They just have a different job or a different title. Yeah, it's just, it's a title, you know? I mean, it's a status symbol to people, like, for sure. But being idolized online, like, it doesn't actually add much value to your life, you know? The things that add value to your life are good friends and good family and having a passion and things like that. I think a good example of, like, someone who's been idolized that people really turned on when he put his thoughts and ideas on social media is Kanye West. Kanye is one of the most authentic people alive, period. He will say what he wants anywhere, online, in person, in the newsroom, whatever. He doesn't care. In an interview, he does not care. In February of this year, when Kanye went on his little charade on social media, it was like the biggest thing ever. And people really was like, oh, my God, Kanye needs help. And the first thing I thought was, wow, Kanye is human. Kanye is a person who has feelings and thoughts. And sure, he might be one of the most confident people alive, but he has insecurities as well. It humanized Kanye for me. And I hope we start using social media for that purpose. We start not to that extent, I guess. Don't 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 have like don't put all your stuff on social media. Don't be Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. But I I think we're in this shift right now 
where Instagram is going to become more relaxed, more chill. And I say this because influencer used to be this like huge word that only like the celebrities had. But mm-hmm. now, like almost everybody's an influencer. Yeah, we all kind of are. Even if we don't have super big platforms, we all get a place to say something. So. And as we continue on social media, I think we'll just collect more followers and what's going to happen? Are we all going to be influencers? Or are they just going to give that title to like the big celebrities? Man, I don't know. The future is just this really weird place as far as social media. I think Instagram is changing and Facebook and like Snapchat are like, like they're changing. I think the cesspool really is Twitter. And Twitter has got to be the most entertaining app, but the worst app out of all of them. And it's just because of like the people. Twitter is the celebrity's place, it's the regular person's place, and it's the person who wants to hide behind like a fake avatar. Like it's their place too. And Twitter is this place that explodes. Like when something is really trending, it's trending on Twitter. Everything's going on on Twitter, and you get to see everything everybody thinks on Twitter. It's insanity when you really think about it. Twitter is like, man, Twitter is like walking into a room full of people you don't know and just saying however you feel, and they have no context about you, so they're going to base everything off of that one thing you just said. Like, it's not fair whatsoever to do that, but they're going to do it to you. They're going to go through what you like. They're going to go through what you post. They're going to go through who you follow, everything, and judge you off of that. Twitter is the place where all the bad things happen. Twitter is social media hell. Yes, it is. It (laughs) is the worst. I deleted Twitter in 2016 and did not have it until this year. I downloaded it again just for work, but I hate Twitter. I think it's the most toxic place. There's no benefit of having Twitter other than maybe getting the news, which you can get anywhere else. I uh, had one bad experience with Twitter. Me and my boyfriend at the time, he's still my boyfriend actually, broke up. And we were like a secret relationship because I was in middle school, he was in high school, and that was taboo. So I posted on Twitter, like totally outing him, like saying, screw you, like you, like you're terrible, you suck. suck." (laughs) And overnight, I, that tweet blew up. Really? Blew up. Everyone in the town knew about it. Like it was literally miserable. I remember getting going to school the next day. Everyone knew about it because I posted on social media and it was so impulsive. I just posted it and it was just insane. So I deleted Twitter after that. Haven't had it until this year when I feel like now I have a healthy relationship with social media, but it it took a long time. And I wouldn't say it's it's not perfect. Like I'll tell you that right now. I feel like social media creates a perfectionist and we'll talk about that in a whole episode probably because I you know I deal with that a lot I deal with it too just in a different way than you we all do it's, though it's weird we like, all do we do thinking we must be like perfect I was kind of having a conversation with a friend today about this this idea that our lives just have to be this perfect thing you know we're supposed to have this perfect path and have these perfect ideas and perfect goals and a perfect partner yeah you know we're all everything has to be perfect or it doesn't work or I'm not going to deal with you or it's just like Life is not so black and white. One thing I learned, especially if I'm going to therapy, my therapist always talks about this. You'll see unhealthy thinking patterns in the world. And once I started to notice how unhealthy thinking like that was, like just everything has to be perfect or everything has to be this way or that way, it's like it drove me nuts because I started to understand that there's a big gray area that nobody likes to talk about. Like there are people in between. And there's a, it's okay to not think one way or the other. It's like, it's perfectly fine to be somewhere in between or not have an opinion at all. I heard this quote the other day. I I don't remember who said it, but it said, when you are at that level of perfectionism, that is when you're at your worst. Facts. I feel that. I know <laughs> that hit I me hard. Worst. Hey, I'm trying to really think back. Like, I think when I started college was when it hit me the worst. Like, yep. the social media book mixed with the perfectionism book kind of hit me bad because I really didn't have friends in college. And, you know, I'm going through this transition of from high school. College just kind of sucked for me at the time. Like, I didn't like my major, and I didn't really have people to relate to with me. And I just turned to social media for everything. So I'm just always on my phone. I'm in class on my phone. I'm at home on my phone. And I was still an athlete at the time, too. And it started to make me have an identity issue because of 
my, it was kind of like a mixture of Twitter and Facebook and seeing like things people from back home would say. Well, I mean, I go to school here. I still live at home, but I wasn't interacting with these people. I was just seeing what they post now, which made it different. Perfectionism was in this weird way for me. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm a black dude and being black has these labels to it that you have to meet. And social media tells you these things. Like, you're black, you have to do this. Like, you have to do this to be black. You have to do this to be black. You gotta dress this way, you gotta talk this way, you gotta look this way. And it hit me very hard. It was like, I am none of these things. How do I live up to these expectations? How will I ever find someone to be with? How will, you know, like, it hit me in this weird place because I'm just seeing all these things online. Okay, I gotta have this certain amount of money, and then I gotta have these kind of shoes and these kind of clothes, and I gotta drive this kind of car. And if I don't do this or support this, I'm not black. And it just it got thrown on my face so much. It's just like I couldn't take it, you know. Like I deleted the apps, and I was just like, I can't do this. It made me question my whole identity, like who I was. Like, am I really black? Like, am I really a person who deserves that title? It was su- it's such a profound thing to me because I remember trying to explain this to a friend, and we were talking about the way I dress, and this friend told me, "You dress like white. You dress like a white boy." And then she sends me this picture. She gets off of like. Facebook or something of this dude who was black dressed a certain way and it hit me at that moment I was like why do I have to dress like everybody else to be this particular type of person why does my blackness have to be based on the way I dress or the way I talk or who I am and how this relates to the issue with social media is because stereotypes just become much more prevalent and easy to go by because there's no basis for gray areas on social media. It's black and white. It is. You have to be perfect. You have to be the perfect black man. And that's how I felt. And it caused me much turmoil that moment because it was like, wow, maybe I'm not black. And now I realize how ignorant that was. But when you get caught in that trap of perfectionism, everything makes sense. Every yeah. negative thing you think makes sense. And we'll probably do an episode on that because, like, we could go all day on that. You mentioned wanting the new thing and trying to keep up with these trends and clothes. And I just think about the younger generation, and I'm terrified. I They turn out to be these social media-obsessed people, and I don't – like, I already see it with the younger generation there's like 12 year olds on tiktok who wear crop tops and are cussing and when i was 12 i i can't even imagine like i didn't care about those things man i think back when i was 12 you know what i cared i cared about video games i cared about basketball i cared about like my friends and you know you don't really care about like certain things like politics so like even i didn't even follow sports closely when i was like 12 like Mm -hmm. i didn't care like i played basketball but i didn't watch it like that like it was weird and now there's 12 year olds creating recruiting pages which we'll do a whole nother episode on sports that'll probably be our next one yeah everybody trying to make like the top like top pages that post your highlights and i've seen these tiktoks of dudes in games like doing crazy stuff to put on tiktok like having their friends record it i'm like Yo, I could never get away with that. Like, as a kid, there is no way. Like, why, And why would you want to do those things anyway? It's like, it's for attention. And the big thing now is just attention, like attention-seeking. Yep. And, I mean, okay, it's not that attention-seeking hasn't always existed. It's that social media has exemplified it to a point where it's become a problem. Like, people will mess up things for views and likes, and it's insanity. And it's because, I think it's because of the chronic loneliness we're going through as a society, where these likes and comments make you feel like you have people around you, but these relationships are parasocial. They aren't social relationships. They're one-sided. There's you getting something from it, and then there's that person who gives you something but doesn't get it in return. And most relationships just don't work like that. And I think people use Instagram so weird because there are some people who need, like, to follow only 10 people and like you know them in real life like you're like hey like what we talk in real life we're cool but then they don't follow you back on instagram and like i just don't get it like why do people use it so weird Mm, i really don't know they treat you like fans Mm -hmm. and an extension of that is texting someone and them not texting you back with being online or you know trying to get in contact with them 
and they kind of treat you like this person that shouldn't be talking to them. When if you ever spoke to them in person, they would just be like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, they would answer a question or they don't want to speak to you, even people you're like friends with. And it's weird that they treat you like a fan or someone that they don't need to give attention to. And I think part of that is because of like um, choice paralysis, having too many choices. And what I mean by this, this go, this like has something to do like dating as well, but like having so much in front of you, like having so many messages that you don't want to open any of them. And it's like interesting because it's like you have all of these options, but you can't choose one. And with, like, following, like, only 10 people or doing something like that, I think people do that because they don't want to fall into the trap of, if they have a certain amount of followers, following all those people back and feeling obligated to, you know? Mm-hmm. You're feeling obligated to interact with people. Because no matter what anyone wants to say in real life, when people speak to you, if you don't respond back, you're just rude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is. But online, you have the option of not doing that at all. So it's it's interesting. Choice paralysis is an interesting thing. It Mostly, I think this is a girl problem because they overwhelmingly get a lot of attention. Even regular girls get a lot of attention online. I don't know why, but I just get so butthurt when someone doesn't follow me back. I think it's because, like, I think I'm friends with everyone, and, like, sometimes it's just not the case, and it's fine. But, like, if we're friends in real life, like, why don't you follow me back? I feel like, do that. you think you're too good for me? Like, I just don't get it. I feel that. Like, it's really weird. Like, I've, I had friends who would, like, we would be really good friends in person. And then you try to, like, I would try to text them. And they just would never reply. But then I would see them the next day. And it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, oh, you want to hang? Like, bro, I, I kind of want to talk to you, like, last night about something. And you just kind of blew me off. Like, what's up? Like, why are you acting like that? I, I can't attest to that because I'm really bad at texting back, but uh, <laughs> but I, I love my friends and I'm sorry if I don't text back. But like social media, I think people just create all these rules and weird things like that are just not needed. And comments are a big thing that I see now. I see a lot of people I went to high school with that they hate each other. Like they hate each other in real life, but they comment, "Oh my gosh, like beautiful queen." And I'm just like, "What the <laughs> like what's going on?" And like they'll respond back to them and then not me who like is like I've been friends with forever. And I'm just like, "This doesn't make any sense." It's weird, man. This I think we've trashed social media a little too much. Maybe not enough actually. I want to say there are many good things about it. Just the ability to give people their flowers and to post positive things and encourage people and connect with people you would never connect with. Like, they're, they're such amazing things. And you see, like, amazing stories you would never see unless you were online. So I do want to say social media has connected people in a very interesting way. I just think it's disconnected people much more than it's connected people, actually, mostly because in-person relationships are becoming obsolete. Mm. I mean, why talk to the person next to you when you could talk to 10 people on your phone right now at this moment? Like, uh, this goes in, like, dating and relationships. Why would you date the people you go to college with when you can have, like, a 26, 27-year-old who already is out of college and established? Like, it, and logically, it makes sense, you know? Like, why would you deal with these people when you could just date someone else that is far beyond this and you don't know this person yet but social media gives you that chance and technology has really changed the dating world i mean there's a story i can't remember who said it i think it was on sadie robertson's podcast but they were talking about the dating world now and tinder and there was this girl who met with a guy on tinder and they hooked up and then before she could even leave, he was already on Tinder looking for the next girl. Not shocking whatsoever. It's because he wasn't like that. satisfied, nope. and he could just swipe, and and the next girl would come. Because at that point, it's not even about the hookup anymore. It's just about the the ego stroke you get from it. I'm pretty sure the dude was a good looking dude, and he could have any girl he wanted. But it's like he needs that validation, and it sucks because it's like there are plenty of people around you who are good, well-balanced people. I think majority of people now who actually date meet online, which, I mean, we could say it's sad, but it's, like, good that people are meeting people, but this also kind of puts people in a weird place. This goes back to, like, perfectionism. Human beings want what they can't have, and they want the perfect person. 
no matter what. They're going to pick the perfect person, male or female. They're going to pick the hottest girl, the richest guy, or the guy who looks like he has the Jax. most going on. Like, or, or Jax, you know. Yeah. Or the hottest guy, pretty much. <laughs> like, if you're if you're an attractive guy, you get a lot of attention, too. But, like, very attractive women, I w- I'm not going to say they make bad choices with who they date all the time because that's unfair and that's just a bold generalization. But they tend to not have the best look with meeting people online, I would think, because they have an abundance of options. And this makes the way they choose very much so a lot different than for anybody that's regular. Like, they're going to pick the tippy top. The problem with that is the tippy top has the most options as well. That is so much, that's multiplied by social media because you can meet millions of people online. Even athletes who don't have a large following, if you go to a college and, I mean, you're, you're decent at your sport, you can have a pick of the litter at your school. There'll be a girl there, very attractive girl, actually, that wants something like a relationship from you. But it's because you have the abundance of options you have, it's like, why would you be anywhere near, like, loyal to her? And it's not to trash on guys or girls or anything like that for not being, like, monogamous, whatever. Do what you want. What I'm saying is that most people want that. Like, most people want monogamous relationships. And social media has this weird impact on them where it makes it very much hard, very much so harder to be loyal even to an extent because there are just so many options out there. And you have to be satisfied with what you have because there's so many options. And back in the day it was probably different because, they, I mean, they weren't right in front of you all the time, you know. But now – they're like the palm in your hand. Why are you going to be loyal to one girl? You can have five. Like, And as a girl, okay, you you can have one guy who does everything. You can have five different guys who do one thing each. Mm-hmm. Like, And it, do, it doesn't do good for either party. Like, It just isn't good for anyone. And to end, I just want to talk about like the shift that's going on in social media. It's very new still. We're going to have to learn things on the way, good and bad, but... I think Instagram needs to thank TikTok because I think they would be dead if it wasn't for TikTok. Because before TikTok, Instagram was kind of going off. But now they have reels you can post and they have like a shopping center, which I, in the beginning of the year, thought that Instagram was going to be moving toward more of a shopping app Mm. because it's fashion and that's why I like using Instagram for fashion and makeup and stuff like that and I think that's a great use for it I think Instagram is kind of making a comeback in a way but I think TikTok is like the biggest app right now TikTok has become the biggest app like ever like TikTok almost everyone has a TikTok my 50 something year old mom uses TikTok (laughs) like I know people grown people who use TikTok and then you have the youngest of kids using TikTok like it's nuts I remember in 2019, when TikTok was just starting to develop, there was only like a handful of people on the app and every video you post would like hit the For You page. And I really liked this app at first because it was like a community. It was fun, like you could post TikToks and it would just be fun, whatever. But then I had a video go viral at the end of 2019 and I had to turn off the comments because people are just so mean. I don't post anymore because I'm scared of people on TikTok. <laughs> and I, that's so stupid. Like, social media just makes me so mad because it makes me mad for no reason. Like, I shouldn't care what these 12-year-olds behind a screen say on my video. I shouldn't care that people don't follow me back. But it hurts my feelings and it's just how it is it's bringing a human emotion out and throwing it at this app and the crazy part is it's like it doesn't want you to be human you know what i mean like it wants you to be this person that's like a zombie where you don't feel these things like not that you don't feel it you want these things like a zombie is always looking for like food or something like that right just but they're aimlessly walking that's what they want for you really and TikTok is an ex- a great example of that because when you post something on TikTok, you want people to see it. Like you want it, you'll do like I, like I said earlier, you'll do anything for this attention. And it does. It sucks that we have to feel like that. Like we're not really aware sometimes of what we do online, and it can suck. Like that we don't 
we're not a, we're not aware enough mm-hmm. of the things we do or say or attach ourselves to. And stuff we post on social media is there forever. And I don't think we will ever understand that until it's too late. That's exactly right. We won't understand until it's too late. I think I was too young when I first got social media. I was like, I think 13. But there's like five-year-olds who have Instagrams. It's it's insane. I am so terrified of this generation that's coming up. The iPad kids. Yeah, I was just about to mention it. Like, a lot of parents would just give their kids iPad and, like, here, go. Mm-hmm. Like, leave me alone. And, you know, the argument is, like, oh, that's no different than them sitting you in front of a TV. And it is a little different because different. a kid exploring the Internet is a lot more dangerous than me flipping through TV channels in, in the middle of the day. You know, like, I was a kid. I'm, I just want to watch cartoons. I want to watch my favorite shows on TV. When you're a kid, you're, fl- you're trying to find anything online that entertains you. In a lot of cases, you find inappropriate things if you're a kid, and that's just that's just how it is. That's how the dice rolls when you deal with the internet. Nothing is off limits. Mm-hmm. The only thing different from TV and the internet is the TV is censored. Exactly, the TV is censored. TV can be bad for you if you use it too much, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just stick a kid in front of the TV all day, that's not good for you either. I think yeah, the big difference is there is no filter online. You will find any and everything online. It's nuts. Oh, something I kind of wanted to bring this up was, like, about the challenges and... Like kinda, trends and stuff? Yeah, and kind of the way they, this weird thing about how they affect kids. Like, I was reading up on this. A lot of these challenges, you got the Tide Pod Challenge, the mm. Cinnamon Challenge, the Banana and Sprite Challenge, these have legitimately killed people. Like, and then kids copy them and do it. Kids as young as 5 to 10 years old copy some of these challenges and do them and die. And then, you know, the families are so distraught. It's just like this could have been wow, prevented. It really could have. Like they seen someone else do it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go do that." The crazy part is these platforms would never take these things down because they get more traffic to their apps, and it makes me very sad that things like this happen. Yeah, because they could they could be prevented. Those are the things that we are going to learn from social media. I hope, and that we can change and for the future have a better sense of using social media. I just hope that people learn that real life is so much more important than online. Like, we should not prioritize our online life more than our real life. Like, our real lives are so valuable, and they do much more for us than online life. You have online friends, and you can have an online relationship, but it'll never be like talking to someone in person or embracing someone in person or kissing someone in person. It'll never be the same. You could talk to somebody on Skype or on FaceTime all the time and feel like you have a real connection with them. And of course, that can be real to an extent, but it's never as real as seeing them in person and you can feel the warmth of that person in front of you. So yeah. I just think people should always remember that nothing can ever emulate what real life actually is. And you need to embrace like reality, embrace the moment. When I went to Ireland, I remember going to the cliffs and people were literally just taking a picture and leaving. Like, they didn't want to stay and enjoy. They literally just got the picture for the gram, and they're out of here. And that really just got me thinking, like, we do so much for social media. You should be enjoying the moment for yourself, not just going there to take a picture for Instagram and being satisfied with that. Because that beauty that you capture in a picture is not the same as that beauty in seeing it with your own two eyes. It will never be the same. You could take a picture of a beautiful cliffside by the sea, can be the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Wow. But it wasn't amazing because you took the picture of it. It was amazing because you saw it with your own two eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like I went to a concert and everybody's recording. Yes. And you don't really actually get to live in a moment because you're recording this to watch it later. And I kind of, I did the same thing. I won't lie. I did the same thing. Then it's like I never even go back to those videos. I just think about the time I was at the concert if I want to think about it. So it's almost like all of that is useless to even record something like that because it's like, I didn't even get to live in a moment or enjoy it. It just it just kind of went away, you know? Yeah. And your Instagram isn't going to follow you when you die. Like, your following count, your like count, it doesn't matter. Like, it matters the impact you have on others and just being a good human being. Social media has taken over our lives, and we just need to take our lives back. Exactly. 
we cannot be so materialistic. And I say materialistic because we treat these like follower counts and pictures like objects. We can't be so materialistic that we forget that materialism is one of the biggest causes of like our demise as people. Yeah. Like being materialistic means nothing. Yeah. Idolizing, like, what's the word for that? Idolization or just like, like idling. Don't make things your idols. Exactly. Don't don't put so much emphasis on something that it becomes your identity. Like, be a person. Be a human being. Don't be a zombie. There's a difference. A lot of us are zombies. A lot of us are slaves to our desires, and we must do a better job of understanding that social media, materialism, and they aren't everything. You know, being okay, They're being nothing. a quote-unquote good person online means nothing. If you treat people like trash in real life, mm-hmm. having the right beliefs online doesn't make you a good person. It just makes you someone willing to not be authentic, to make other people think you're a good person. So just remember that. Treat people with kindness. Be who you are and self-reflect. And eventually you'll get to a point where none of those things online matter. So I hope you enjoyed hearing us vent about our love-hate relationship with social media. But I hope you did take some points out of today's talk because I think this is a problem that we all deal with. And we're, we're not saying, like, delete social media and never use it again. No. I think it's fine to use it if you're using it for good purposes. Just don't let it consume your life. And use it in moderation. Don't be on your phone forever. If you're bored or you're not doing anything and somebody's next to you, say hello. You know? I think people get this idea that they're introverts and that they're, oh, yeah, I'm just such an introvert. I just don't like people. You're socially awkward and you have social anxiety. Sorry to tell you, like you're not an introvert. You're just somebody who doesn't actually know how to properly communicate. You only know how to communicate online. Like, come on, man, it's it's okay to be like that. But if you don't want to be like that, if you want to be someone who can talk to others, strike up a conversation with the person next to you, attempt to, like be present. And be able to understand that you're not an introvert and someone who just hates people. You're someone who fears conversation with people and fears people learning who you actually are. And you know what? Like I said, people can do whatever they want. Me talking about on this podcast isn't going to solve, like, the problem or save the world or something like that. But I hope a few people can take away from this that being authentic is okay. Being who you are is okay. And social media isn't always going to exemplify that. But even being who you are online can be something that's courageous in a way. And you're not alone. We all deal with these problems. We're all healing from this, these problems, too. So you're not alone. Thank you for tuning in to Just Life. And I really do hope you listen just a little bit. <laughs>